Hey everyone, today's episode is truly going back in time. We thought we would set our time circuits to May 16th, 2015 and travel back in time to bring you our classic revisit of Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, since it celebrated its 35th anniversary. This episode features one of my old co-hosts, Chelsea, who joined me to talk about all things Elvira. Seriously, my old co-host had a huge love for Elvira, so we go deep in the history of Elvira and how she became connected with Not Scary Farm, all this before we even start talking about the movie. And that doesn't happen until about 30 minutes into the episode. Enjoy. Now let's fire up those time circuits. Set it to 1988, because today we're traveling back in time to bring you the flashback episode, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Welcome to another episode of 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast. I am your host, Sanch, and as usual, I am joined by Max and Renata. <laughs> but they're not here right now, but it's okay, because I have a special episode. Ever since our December 25th actual Christmas episode, I was joined by one of my fellow 80s geek friends. Uh, she has returned, uh, and no worries, she will talk a hell of a lot more. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, she's here, and please introduce yourself. Hey guys, me Chelsea again. Woo! <laughs> Woo, get excited. Yeah. All right, everybody. So we have a huge episode in store today. There's so much to talk about. Um, actually, today's episode... Um, you know, we're going to talk about Elvira, Mr. Dark, which, you know, is horror-themed, and that's more of like what I know about, more things I like. Can they really be seen considered as horror? No, it's it's horror themed. It's just not. Yeah, yeah. It's not a horror film. No, not at all. It's a dark comedy, or or horror comedy, horror comedy maybe. Yeah, damn it! I wish I had the box. Um, and I love horror comedy. This is the film we're going to be talking. We're just going to get into it now because it's so fresh in my head. Like I really need to talk about this freaking movie. So this movie was released in 1988. Huh. But the box said 87. Uh, I thought it was 88, remember? Yeah, you did say 88. Yeah. But when I looked in the box on the copyright, it said 87. It makes no freaking sense. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, she, so so she there we the, go. She was the newscaster. Yeah, she was the, the newscaster. Beginning. So, all right. So, real quick, let's give you guys a point, the plot of this movie. Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Elvira is obviously the crazy, like, the watching the old silent films. She's a and, horror movie hostess. Yes. The, you know what? The original of the Mystery Science Theater 3000. Right. Which goes back, but first you had Vampira back in the 50s. Mm-hmm. And then she came along. Actually, Vampira tried to sue Elvira unsuccessfully for her look and what she did. And, uh, which I, I think that was probably back in the 90s. Yeah, back in the 90s, she unsu- uh, unsuccessfully uh, sued her. I mean, I think most people know Elvira more for the horror hosting. You have lots of other horror hosts, too. There's still some today, 
But I would say Elvira is probably the most popular out of all of them. Yeah, because I, I was actually, as you were talking about that, I, I wanted to really quickly look up uh, Vampire, and I was like, oh, I'm like, I know who you're talking about, because the moment I saw her image, I'm all one, for those of you who are fans of Tim Burton, she was featured in, um, what's, uh, Ed Wood. Ed Wood, yeah. Yeah, so. Because, she, yeah, she was in, um, the real Ed Wood had her be in the film Plan 9 from Outer Space. Um, the thing about Vampira was she didn't, she didn't do it for very long. The horror host, I think she did it maybe one season or two seasons. It was very limited. Um, so then she was kind of looking for work and stuff like that. But yeah, they did, um, they did have her portrayed in that film, Ed Wood. Yeah, like, alright, let me read this real quick, because it goes, it, it, it goes into the whole thing about Elvira and her. It says, in 1981, the year I was born, so, uh, Numera, because her name is Maila Numera. Yeah, it's a weird name. Yeah, I can't even pronounce. Vampira, I'll just say that. Uh, was asked by TV station KHJ-TV to receive, no, revive her vampiric character for television. So by that point, they asked her to re- revive it, like bring it back in which it had been gone um, for a while. It says, she worked closely with the producers on the new show and was able to get an executive producer credit. But Numer- uh, Vampira yeah. eventually left the project over creative differences. According to Vampira, this was because the station's cast comedic actress... Cassandra Peterson in the part without consulting her. They eventually, quote from her, they eventually called me in to sign a contract and she was there. Newman told Bizarre Magazine in 2005. They had hired her without asking me. And here's the most important part. It says, unable to continue using the name Vampira, so I guess she didn't own the rights. It says, the show was abruptly renamed Elvira's movie. Oh, no, no, no. The the station wasn't able to use the name Vampira. Because she, I guess yeah. she holding it right. So, so that's when the show uh, named the show uh, Elvira's movie Mac. How do you Macabre. Macabre. There you go. With Peterson's playing the the titular. Uh, I never know how to say that. Host. Yeah. Vampira uh, soon filed a lawsuit against Peterson. The court eventually ruled in favor of Peterson, holding that likenesses means actual representation of another person's appearance and not simply close resemblance. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, Peterson claimed that Elvira was nothing like Vampira aside from the basic design of the black dress and black hair. Vampira claimed that the entire Elvira persona was include, which included comedic dialogue and intentional bad graveyard puns, infringed on her creation's distinct dress, uh, dark dress, horror, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so it seems, you know. Um, if you're not familiar with what Elvira looks like, I mean, I don't know. She, I feel like a lot of people know what she looks like, but she's very much like, you know, Morticia Adams, Adams Family, and Lily Munster from the Munsters sort of thing like that. Well, I guess right here yeah. it says that the, you know, the mirror or whatever. Yeah. She said that she her, herself claims that her image, Vampire's image, was part based on Charles Adams, yeah. uh, New Yorker character uh, Morticia Adams. Right. So she based it off of that. Though so in '94, to save herself, yeah, yeah. she says that she had intentionally diverted diverted from the Adams mute flat chested right. creation, yeah. and made her more sexier, voluptuous, to avoid plagiarizing yeah. Adams' idea. So even herself realized that, you know. Yeah. So that's why she waited. Oh, that sucks. I'm on. I mean, it's it's kind of messed up. Like you know, it's like you kind of create something, but then at the at the same time, it wasn't her creation. Right. Yeah. Know? So. So. But yeah, not only I mean, 
we're talking about the movie, but not only do I love this movie, it's like probably, it's probably one of my favorite movies. It, it, you know, I'm just a huge Elvira fan. Um, I met her a couple times. I have her autograph on a, you know, um, she came out in, I want to say like 2007 or something like that. Oh no. Yeah. It was 2005. I went, the first time I ever met her was at a, um, it was a DVD store called DVD Planet, which was an awesome store. And she had a new box set of new films that she was hosting. And, uh, I went in and she was, uh, you know, as Elvira and she signed the box set for me. Wait, you went in as Elvira? Like no, you she was as Elvira. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like... But you. there were people there dressed as Elvira. Mm-hmm. And men and women. Um, and so I got her autograph on the box set, which was awesome. Yeah, that was back in 2005. And then, um, I've met her at Comic-Con, taken my picture with her before, um, I, yeah, I just, I'm a huge fan of Elvira. Huge, huge fan. One, I, I love her, so that's probably, you know, why I love the movie so much. Now, okay, here's the thing. I mean, I know it's, this would have worked awesomely for, like, an October episode, but right. whatever. Yeah. Um, alright, so, one thing, for, for those of you who are not in, you know, Southern California, but it doesn't matter because anywhere in the United States that you are, or if you're outside of the United States, I don't know how it works out anywhere else, because I know we have fans that live all over the world, but, um, out here, there is, we have this, uh, amusement park called Knott's Berry Farm, and every year, they're known for doing, like, for the whole month of October, it's called Knott's Scary Farm. Um, and you, you, you love that. You've been there a lot. Um, right. Yeah. And, uh, w- do you know what's her, re- what's Elvira's relation to Halloween hot? Like how, why is it that they're connected? Um, okay. So the reason why they're connected is because way back when Halloween hot started back in 19, I can't remember. It's the late seventies, like 90, uh, 1975 or something like that. Or no, let's see. Uh, it was 1972? 1972? Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> they um, to get people to come to the event, um, and I, I'm probably messing up the history of it, but either the first Halloween haunt or the second Halloween haunt over at Knott's Berry Farm, they had Wolfman Jack. Yeah. Be part of hey, the... Hey, man, this is Wolfman Jack. <laughs> they had him be part of the event. And so that kind of brought in people because of the popularity of Wolfman Jack. And so I think what they... Um, Nine, yeah, October 26, 1973. 1973. Originally a yeah. three-night affair. Wow. Yeah. So people would have affairs there? Man, a lot of marriages are working <laughs> out, right? <laughs> I'm obsessed with Halloween Haunt, too. Not only Elvira. Everything horror-themed and scary, spooky. That's my thing. But, um, so yeah, I was obsessed with Halloween Haunt, uh... But as a kid, so I loved Elvira as a kid. Um, I would go get the, you know, her movie. That What's the earliest about. that you remember being a fan of hers? I can't remember. And why? What was, like, a, like as a child, what was it that you were like, wow, well, this, this chick is cool. Like, wow, her she's all in black. Or what was first it? Of all, first of all, I always loved Halloween. Just the holiday. Still do. When yeah. I, it's my favorite holiday. She was funny. I thought, not only she's she's mixing scary, I love the mixture of scary and, and comedy. Yeah. So she's scary, and she's, a, you know, doing comedy. Her, her bit is, she's gothic looking, scary looking, but she's just a valley girl. 
you know, she's just like, yeah. oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, you know, segueing into another thing, Elvira was uh, created um, in the, uh, the actress Cassandra Peterson, she, she did um, comedy, and she did stuff at Groundlings. That's where all the people from SNL come from, and all these other yeah. comedy people. Her Pee- time? Kiwi Herman. Yeah. Um, and because her, she was in uh, right. Pee Wee's Big Adventure, she's the she one who like, let either let no let me have yeah. it in the biker bar. We're like, she was we get the tattoo <laughs> <laughs> the one cholo in there. We get him and we tattoo him. <laughs> <laughs> she was in, uh, yeah, she was in Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and she, um, and Paul Rubens, Pee Wee was going to be in her movie, but it scheduling conflict, so it didn't. Oh, wait, so she was supposed to be in this film. She, well, she's, yeah. She, well, she is in her own m- movie. I mean, no, 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 no. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman was supposed to be in this movie. Correct, yeah. Really? Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. He was supposed to be, because they're, they're good friends. Yeah. Um, they're good friends because they both started in Groundlings, and they both created both of their famous characters in mm-hmm. Groundlings. So she did this character where, you know, why don't I be a valley girl, but I look all gothic and everything, and so then they, they took that idea, and she went... Um, to be the horror hostess that she is now. But anyway, so back to the Knott's Berry Farm thing. Wait, so, so if, okay, I, I know we're gonna, I, right, I know I keep yeah, cutting yeah. out. This is how, no, what yeah, I would yeah, do. Yeah. I love, like, because I interview in a horrible, weird way. I would make a, no, you're fine. a, a horrible good. talk show host. But we'll get back to the whole uh, haunt thing. Yeah. So this kind of throws me off because mm-hmm. why was Vampira suing if, if, if she was already doing this character beforehand? Um, that's weird. Like, th- well, she, because I it thought, wasn't famous enough yet. So she thought that she just stole it then, but they right. probably hired her based on that knowledge that, hey, we like that character, let's do it. Right. So yeah, she yeah. probably, Vampira probably thought like, oh, she started doing this character because of me. Beca- correct. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's like, right. that, Okay. But she already had it for a while. Yeah. She had it since, you know, the 70s or something. It, but it wasn't Yeah, because some- it was during that yeah, time. Yeah. It wasn't something that she was using, you know, like on TV or anything. She, she got a job, uh, you know at the studio, you know, the station, and started doing that thing. Because yeah. they, they wanted somebody to start hosting um, horror films on TV again. So, she and she didn't think she was going to do it for very long, but it caught on. Um, because not only, so she had the movie in, uh, in um, what we said, 88, 1988? Yeah, I'm but, just going to, whatever IMDb says, I'll say yeah, 88, because she, it doesn't uh, make sense that the box is 87. She became so popular, they used her... For so much um, promoting, promoting of soda. Back in the, if you can, can or you go to YouTube, she has there's old um, uh, commercials of her promoting Bud Light or orange slice soda, and there was cardboard cutouts of her at the. I read that's another thing too. Oh. When I was a kid. There were cardboard cutouts of her at Halloween time in gro- the grocery yes! stores. Yes! I seriously remember yeah. that! And that, like, that also was like, wow. So, I just loved her. I just thought, I'm transfixed. This is amazing. So, that, too. So, they used it for so much money. She had a, um, another thing back when I was a kid, or they still have it somewhere. She has a 3D film. I can't remember what it's called, but she has a 3D film. She has a couple CDs out where she sings. She, there is a, well, if you want to talk about it later, she had another movie that came out in 2001 called Elvira's Haunted Hills, also starring uh, Richard O'Brien of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. What's his character name? Uh, Riff Raff. Riff Raff, there you go. Um, so, what about yeah. Encounter in the Third Dimension? Is that the 3D one? I, that could be it. She does have, like, a music video. Yeah, that nine, might be that 1999, sure. Encounter in the Third Dimension. 
And that's a... Uh, Her 3D... Oh, it's an... It's a... Uh, tries to solve history in 3D. Oh, it was like a 3D movie. Oh, thing. yeah. She had a 3D movie that was a music video um, where she sings about like a haunted house. That could be it. Oh, it was presented in IMAX theaters. Oh, okay. That she had an IMAX sense. theater movie. All right. Anyways, but she had, yeah, the 3D movie premise was that she had like a horror themed theme park. There's a great, if you can find it on YouTube too, there's a great little, before you would go into the ride, because they would just put these, you know, in like old simulator things. <laughs> yeah, I remember know? those? Those are cheap. Um, they were cool when we were kids. But though. the little promo before was her showing like all her, it was called Elvira's Tragic Kingdom, and it was, she was showing all of her like horror themed rides and everything. Um... But anyway, so they, yeah, they used her for a lot of promotion. They She was on the Disney Channel one time promoting something for Halloween. Anytime there was a Halloween event, they would want to get her. And then later she dubbed herself the Santa Claus of Halloween, kind of. I would I, I would agree with that. You know what I mean? She is. She's, yeah, the Santa Claus of Halloween. And then in 2000 and, oh gosh, 2006, you know what? Yeah, 2006, 2005, they did a search for the next Elvira, which was, I can't remember what channel that was on. Like, I never watched it, but I forgot about that. That was they great, yeah. It you had, actually watched that? Oh yeah, because I was a huge fan of her, what of course. What a dork. So there was like four episodes. <laughs> I met a couple of the girls that were on the show as contestants. Like one of How? Them, one of them was Bridget, Bridget from The Girls Next Door, the Hugh Hefner show. Oh, really? She, she loved Elvira, so she became tried to become one of the... I've met... Okay, so they did find the next Elvira. Her name was April Wallen, and they were going to have her be Elvira, but she only was really Elvira for one year after the show. <laughs> I don't know if you tell, but I just love Elvira a lot. Know a lot Damn, you have a lot of knowledge on this yeah, woman. I love Elvira. <laughs> this is like literally the perfect movie for you to do, because yeah, exactly. it's like you, you, you do have a lot of knowledge. Okay, well... Obviously, let's go real quick. Let's go back to Halloween Haunt because you were yeah. talking about it. It's like, yeah, because I do remember being at Halloween Haunt, and they now it's it's all year round, oh, year round, year round where there's a room and it has the whole history of Halloween Haunt. Well, now they do. That started after the um, I want to say some anniversary. I can't remember. Um, Two thousand, probably the forty. You said what year? Yeah, what year did was the first well, year? The first year is seventy three. Okay, so, so two thousand thirteen was the fortieth. Yeah, 40. right. Okay, so no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, I'm so sorry. It is. They, it is. I, 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 I. You're right. Okay. The point is, is that because if the eighty five <laughs> is thirty years, yeah, and this is seventy, so it had to be for forty years. All right. So the point is, though, is they recently just had a um, big anniversary uh, for Halloween Haunt a couple years ago. I'm not sure. We're not sure what when it was, but um, so uh, they announced that they were going to have Elvira back because Elvira previously, I want to say. It wasn't in the 80s because she was doing her other things. No, it had to be 90s, it was early in, 90s. It was, yeah, like, mid to late. She stopped doing it in, I want to say, 1999 or... Two, no, 2001, I think. Yeah, because that's when she started doing that second movie. So, like, around that time. So, from, like, mid-90s to the late, you know, mid-late 90s, she was at Halloween Haunt doing a live stage show in the theater that they have there. Can I... Can I... You're kind of off. A little Am bit. I off? Way off on years. On what? For years? Well, it says by the point 1980s, it was like, it was already big. So at that point, they figured like they need to start having popular like people to help, you know, bring yeah. in. So in 81, they brought Weird Al Yankovic. To yeah, it. I heard so about So Weird yeah, Al yeah. was a part of it. But also 
the following year, so in 82, Elvira joined. And it said Elvira oh, okay. was a part of it all the way until 2001. Oh, so I didn't know she was so, doing it that so long. For, yeah, so basically 19 years she was well, doing maybe, it. maybe, I don't know if she was doing it constantly. Maybe she was, because there would have been time that she wouldn't have been able to do it. But she oh. officially was, I remember, because she was officially gone from it. You said, like, what, 2001, it says? Yeah. Um, so during your time when you were a kid, it's probably why you really loved it so much. Because it says right here that on her MySpace page that Ovira was let go from her contract in 2001 yeah. because the new the new owners... They had, um, by the way... Too, oh, no, no, they the, wanted family. During the stage... Yeah, that's what they... I think, too, because in the stage show, you know, her dress is really low cut. They changed... They She couldn't wear her original costume oh, on the stupid. stage. Um, but I talked... I remember I was with my parents when we met her at Comic-Con and... She, we said, you know, we miss you at Knott's because we, we'd go. I never, I, I've actually never seen her perform at Knott's ever. Really? Never, ever. Why? Yeah. If you've been all the time. Because I didn't start going until mid-2000s and she was gone. Oh, yeah, because in the 90s, oh, okay, then I'm wrong. Yeah. But in the 90s, it says by the 90s, it was when they started doing a different approach on Halloween. That's when humor was added uh, to oh, many yeah. things in the park, which turned from... Explicit <laughs> horror to black comedy. Right, yeah. There's and, a whole history of so of that, too, so... And that's probably why... I mean, I last year and the year before, it looks like they're kind of going back to the more scary horror. Yeah, they're trying But I to, guess yeah. at some point... It's Vegas. It's literally Vegas. Because in the 90s and late 90s, it's when Vegas was like... Kid, you know what? We gotta bring the families and better pay, you know. Right, have everybody yeah. go... Dirt, dirt. And then after 2001, after 9-11 happened... Not a lot of people were going out visiting, so then they're like, all right, but then they started bringing back people, started coming, but then once the the recession in yeah. 07, the housing crunch, right no, no families it. were going yeah. on vacation, so like, well, well, let's get the teenagers back. Yeah. Now Vegas is back, they started, and that's what's happening with Knott's. Yeah, they started because they were doing the family thing, like you said, from like 90s to the late, or the early 2000s. Because about 2007, they had a lot of, uh, this has nothing to do with Elvira, well it kind of does, but like they had a lot of mazes there w- that were like colorful and goofy and like puns, like Lost Vegas, one of the mazes was called Lost Vegas, which is, you know, supposed to be, uh, it's a, it was a Las Vegas themed maze, wasn't scary, was just taking all the elements from Vegas and making it kind of horror comedy style thing, and it was in 3D. You know, but like you said, right around 2000, 2008, they, they decided not to do that and they've also had the competition of of um halloween horror nights because yeah because that's why yeah horror nights you know this is universal studios later don't you yeah yeah because universal studios was gone for a while yeah they tried it and they're sucked and everybody would come compare it to uh knott's berry farm but knott's berry farm was obviously better so universal stopped Mm -hmm. and then they returned but they came back full force and they started knocking it out of the park. They came back first with Freddie, Jason, and Michael Myers. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And they after that, people were like, oh, dude, this is the greatest thing ever. And their mazes, they have so much production value. Then they get, like, big things like Walking Dead, like movies. Oh, uh, Walking and Dead. And Knott's doesn't yeah. have that. Oh, and yeah. and then that's when Knott's is like, well, we got to make it scary again. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I'm a Knott's. I'm, I've actually never been to Halloween uh, Horror Nights. I've yeah. always wanted to. It's it's just it's more 
expensive. But I'm more, obviously, uh, I'm more for not scary farm. It's so crazy how, like, this persona she created that is That's just, so popular. No, it's no one's about her, like, the yeah. actual person. It's all about right. Alvira. Yeah. You know, like, I guarantee you, people can have a better knowledge of, like, who Alvira mm-hmm. is over, like, certain, like, people, like, politicians or stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like... Uh, pop culture wise it's like yeah like I mean even hell like if you show someone an image of uh, of Elvira I, I guarantee you they, they probably yeah, know yeah they might know who she is she, she is a big part of pop culture Bar- big part of Halloween to me as a kid that's I mean she was it was like I have to watch Elvira Mystery of the Dark it's Halloween time you know I and then not only okay so now we've talked about she's promoted things she's She's worked in theme parks. She's had a film. She's been on TV. Okay. She has merchandise. She has her, her own licensed costume that you can purchase. She has makeup. Uh, as a kid, going to, like, Save-On Drugstore, you could buy, uh, around Halloween time, her press-on black nails, her lipstick. I mean, she, you know, you, there was a fan club back in the day, too. Um, I don't know if it still exists. But Were there you was in no, it? No. <laughs> I, was too, I think I was too young to be part of it. But um, there was an Elvira. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, so she's, you know, has a lot of many different things, too. So she also has her stuff, too, that she has. But I think what I call Elvira Mr. the Dark, the movie, I feel is, is a, the trifecta of 80s. I don't know how to say it, but you've got Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Elvira, Mr. Dark, and VHF with Weird Al. And I always look at it as those are the three, like, their character films of, like, the 80s. Those are, like, big 80s people. And then they're they're the ones that have their own film. And I look at it I never saw it that way. You know, you're so love. I love all those movies, too. I love all three of those. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you know what? I just... Damn, that, I never thought of it that way. Because if you like, when you think about the 80s, let's let, omit the music. Just obviously the music is, is going to always stand out. But let's omit the music. Yeah. When we think of characters from the 80s. The Weird like, Al is character music, 80s, But he's, you know. But like, just, uh, he's a character. He's a character. He's his own self. But he's, yeah. yeah. But like, you, you got, you know, Weird Al Yankovic. Uh-huh. You know, he's like, because even though he's still doing stuff to today. Right. He's always going to be well known for the 80s. Then you always got right. you got Pee Wee Herman, mm-hmm. you know. Trying it's not to do a, stuff today, yeah. But Pee Wee Herman is another, you know. You just think of like, oh, that's obviously when you look at Pee Wee Herman, you think eighties, and then yeah, uh, you know, Elvira is another because she was huge in the eighties. Uh-huh. Though I feel in certain aspects, probably Pee Wee Herman might be at a higher level. I think Weird Al of all of them is probably like r- 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 the they, point they, is they have the, they all have every, their own popularity every, still. Everybody has something like from. You know, time frame. It's kind of like the 90s. When you think about it, it's characters. What would be characters in the 90s? I would say like waning. Ernest, waning. Well, Ernest is kind of 80s. Oh, that's true. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, he was 80s. But people from like, yeah. um, Yeah, well, I would think Wayne and Garth. Yep. Ace Ventura. Just characters. Yeah, again. You know? um, Right. even, Even though he, the sequels went into the 2000s, it was still in. I think in 96, but I would say, like, Awesome Powers. The cool thing about the trifecta that I'm talking about is Pee-wee, Weird Al, Elvira, they're all, I mean, you know, you, not everybody's going to know them, but they're still doing stuff today to keep their, I mean, in different ways, they're trying to keep their um, popularity still 
and keep in touch for today's stuff and everything. Well, you got a Pee Wee film that's currently being made for Netflix. Yeah, right. And I don't know. I, um, I try to always see what Elvira's up to and stuff. I don't know what she's doing. You call doing her now. up or what? Like, yeah, hey, Elvira, like, hey, how you doing? How's it going? What you working on next? But and then Weird Al makes, you know, he just he did, just released in last just year. recently. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, was it la- either last year fall. or earlier this year? It was no, in the yeah. fall. And that album actually did really and well. And that was a good one. If you're into something, you're gonna have a lot of knowledge. And knowing that how much you know about Elvira, like goddamn, you love her a lot. They so do. so we did pick. So you know what? I'm not even gonna explain the plot. So. Let's let's start talking about the movie. So okay. please tell the, what tell our fans in a quick like IMDb you know little paragraph synopsis of the plot to okay. this film. Uh, Elvira is a like I've said is a uh, horror movie hostess in the film. She's working, um, uh, you know. So then she so she's doing her job, and then all of a sudden they uh somebody comes and tells her that her great aunt has died and of course when a you know a relative you don't know about you're hoping oh maybe i'll get some inheritance well turns out she's got some inheritance in massachusetts uh from her dead aunt that she's gonna go pick up but her big dream is that she wants a big uh show um in the las vegas side note uh the actress that plays elvira cassandra peter was a showgirl uh in vegas when she was really young like 17 18 uh, anyway, <laughs> so uh, so she goes to um, the town where she's trying to collect her inheritance, and uh, turns out that the uh, town is really you know it's small town America. Right, it's you know, very all oh, right wing. If you right, had oh yeah, totally for today's standard, very right wing. Oh, very. You, you know, know, it's all you know, Republican, older people, and they're you know wholesome, and you know they're not used to Elvira. So it's just basically. The culture, a little bit of culture shock between them and Elvira, and trying to figure out what um, in her, her in her inheritance she's gotten a house, and what she's going to do with the house, and then she meets her uncle that she didn't know about either, and then his deal and everything. So it's just her figuring out the inheritance, dealing with the people of the town, and uh, yeah, just trying to get that money. And then that's the whole. There you go. That's the whole freaking plot to this. Goddamn movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, it, you know, but if you, you know, and Elvira's funny, though. You know, along the way, she's she's awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's like, with this movie, what's what's crazy about it, it's like, I, I mean, I took notes, and one thing that I want to point out is that there's no, like, real big recognizable stars in this movie. Yeah, there is. I mean, if, if, if freaking Paul Rubens could have actually been in it, yeah. you know, but... Um, what's the genie's name from, uh, Pee-wee's Big House? Oh, uh, Jombie? Jombie, right? He's in the film. He is? He's the gas station attendant. Oh, okay. You know what? I think I read that one time. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like, because, I mean, one thing though, all right, let's just, uh, already I want to start talking about this film. So yeah, so in the beginning of the film, like, the the whole plot of the movie could easily, like, this is how it tells you how... 80s this movie is because in today it would have been a different you know uh it would have been triggered if you, for those of you who are like online on reddit you would know what i mean by triggered but um <laughs> it, it's um the whole plot could have been omitted because it's like i mean hell they were like sexually harassing her right mm-hmm. away in the beginning oh yeah yeah she had she had a case right there yep. one he he flat out grabs her boobs yep Grabs Her boobs them. play a big role in the movie. I mean, she had just reason to be upset for, you know, yeah. not like literally like some people are just like offended, like, ah! you know, like she had real reason. Yeah. 
You know, and it's like, yeah, the the, the freaking oh, yeah, Mexican. It's, it's dated. It's dated. Yeah, that's why it's, it's very nine to five. You know, <laughs> right? like yeah, Dolly yeah, Parton yeah. and all of that, where they're like, you got this boss who's all like, and and then that that crap did exist back when. That's what sucks because it's like this movie is dated because if that existed today, there's no way in hell that that like her fifty thousand dollars she would have gotten from the studio she could have sued the studio because this head honcho who was he was like the owner of the yeah, studio, uh-huh. of the of, of whatever the yeah, network or something. The station yeah yeah the station owner brings him over so there's already a witness there with her so the moment that he's like saying all this sexual stuff right there she has a case but then when he grabs her boom witness and then she he, she could have just sued so the next scene when she's like oh you know his her agent's like you need fifty thousand for your vegas show she would have been like i just need to wait till this court case is over yeah. and get this fifty thousand because she would have sued or they would have settled out of court yeah. so that's why like the whole movie would have just been done right there she would have had her vegas show but she would have never yeah. gotten the book or, or no yeah. she still would have gotten that letter anyways yeah but she would have not been in such a hurry because right. she would have just been like, ah, whatever. And then, you know, so so that's the one thing I noticed. Um, and then, yeah. And, and in the beginning, she does the typical intro credits where they're driving in a car. Mm-hmm. And she's riding off and, and freaking listening to the song, though. I noticed she's traveling through a bunch of states or whatever. Like, uh-huh. she's, she has a long-distance journey. Yeah. Tor- later on in the scene, she's singing along to the song that's being played. So uh-huh. that means she's been listening to the same song. Throughout all the long. all the states she's been traveling through, yeah, and she <laughs> murdered someone. She murdered somebody. Yeah, yeah. She freaking. He was, he was weird. He deserved he, it. Why? He was creepy. Okay, he was creepy. He was crazy. He, no, he what, wasn't. He no, was, he was lazy. What if he was an axe murderer? I guess, but no, he was just lazy. He was the 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 very stereotypical gas station attendant, all covered dirty. You know, yeah. like, or, you know, self-service, burr, you know? Yeah. But then when she throws the, her little cigarette or whatever, the whole place blows up. We oh, never... wait. I thought you were talking about the guy who got the axe to the back. She killed two people. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, she did kill two people. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, yeah. actually, no. Alvira is freaking A mistress murder. of the murder. Hey, she's <laughs> mistress of the dark, you know? So she's dark. Yeah, because, okay, yeah, you're right. Okay, the other guy was like, I mean, we don't know. He was just weird. He was obviously pervy because yeah. the next scene, he doesn't have his shirt on. So when he doesn't have his shirt on, obviously he was trying to get fresh with her. And he runs off. And she throws the axe at him. Yeah. So when she throws the axe, you hear, Argh! you know? Yeah. So she, he's laying in the desert dying. Yeah, so, she's killed somebody. Yeah, so, but at least for just cause, he probably tried raping her or something. Yeah. So I guess we could excuse that. But the other one... He's just a, for move, the Hollywood's way of excusing that murder yeah. or that death is that he was a jerk. That's what Hollywood yeah, he, does all the time. If he was a sweet guy, like, oh, hi, you know, oh, do you, here, let me fill you <laughs> up. Let me check your windows, this and that. Okay, bye. And boom, you would have been like, what a bitch. You just killed this guy. <laughs> but because we saw he was not lazy, he was just like, I'm, it's so, I'm not going to serve you. Like, yeah, yeah. And then he died, but we never hear from him again. So Jombie was murdered. Jombie, yeah, you know, Mecca like high, Mickey hiney hiney ho, or yeah, yeah, yeah. He blew up high up in the sky. <laughs> you poor guy. Um, so yeah, she shows up in town, mm-hmm. and somehow magically her car blows up in the middle of town square. You right. know, where they filmed Monster Squad, and this that that is the Warner Brothers lot. Oh, oh, okay. It is the Warner Brothers. Okay, so lot. then I did see that because I went to the. Warner Brothers so, studio, and I saw that. So, three horror movie-related yeah. films. Lost Boys. Lost yeah. Boys, mm-hmm. Monster Squad, 
and Elvira. Yeah. And probably tons of other ones. I oh, mean, for sure. Pee Wee Herman was there. The, oh, the whole yeah. bike chasing. Oh, you're, yeah, you're exactly right. Because that's all, when I was there, that's all I was thinking about was that the Pee Wee Herman movie because of so much of the stuff was there. Yeah, and when he walks into the lot, Jombie's right there too. Because when he goes up to him, he's like, He's he's asking uh, words lot whatever where they're filming and then there's like a lady's like um I don't know and then he's like um you know oh, the guy the red suit uh-huh. has a high pitched yeah, yeah. voice that's Jombie also oh, okay yeah I mean because they're all like they're all friends like they're all ground they they came Groundlings, up together yeah. so they, you know they still help out of each other you know um and that's probably why Herman was supposed to be on it too but mm-hmm. he was on a high for you know peewee and stuff so there's no way he could have been but yeah so she shows up and automatically people are already judging her from her big boobs and everything Mm -hmm. and and the kids like i mean one she's like telling like she sees these teenagers boys and be like maybe you guys could help me give you a push like already (laughs) like dude like they're underage like what are you doing like (laughs) arrest this woman so they should have just arrested and also one of the main people that she meets there in the town that is like totally against her is like a total prude is the uh, the lady from um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Oh, and you just look like Daddy, Daddy. Yeah, I can't even say it right now. Dirty Harry. And oh yeah. <laughs> what, what else is she in? I forget. She was in um, Small Wonder. What? <laughs> she was the neighbor, and she's done tons of voices and things like that. Uh, Edie McClurg. What? What's her name? She's got. She's got that. Oh, don't you know? Like voice. Like uh, Edie McClurg. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, don't you know? Uh, I'm trying to find this. Her, her. There was. There it is. Um, yeah, Edie. Let's see what else she's she's actually been in. Oh yeah, she ah she. See, this is what makes me mad. She was one of the the, the stupid townspeople in Wreck It Ralph. Oh, they had her. The one that makes the, the cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a bee! I hate <laughs> her, man. But yeah, like. I mean, she was. She's a character like Ben Ten. There's, there's that. Uh, oh yeah, she's done a lot of voices. She was in Frozen. She was also in Frozen. Um, yeah, freaking yeah. See, there it goes. Uh, Wreck It Ralph. Um, yeah, she's damn. She was like in a lot of stuff, but she's she's a oh she was in Cars too. Um, she's a character actor actress. I meant. Yeah. It's one where like you always. It's like those people. You're like, I know that she has such a recognizable voice. Wasn't there a book like that? They said you're like, I know that face. Yeah, there was right? a book called Oh, um, yeah, it was uh, Oh that guy or something like oh, that. Oh that guy. That yeah, because yeah. there are certain people that there's also in that film. There's yeah, that one yeah, other, that guy, other guy, the realtor guy. He was in Ghostbusters too. Uh-huh. He's the the jerk again. And yeah, he yeah, did tons of other. There's stuff. There's always people like that in movies. You know, there's certain people that are just character actors, so they're always mm-hmm. in stuff. But other than that, like. You'll never see them be leads. Right. Um, but yeah, she was... What the hell? She was in Breaking Dawn. Really? <laughs> really? Oh, that's another movie called Breaking Dawn. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, she's obviously the B. Though, she's not the real antagonist of the no. film. You would think that she's the real villain. Because, see, all right, here. Let, let, you know, let's, let's jump back a bit. Remember how I was trying to tell you that I was, like, starting to remember all this stuff about this movie? And mm-hmm. my thing about this film was I thought this movie was really much of... was just about this lady, the, the red-haired lady. And she was, like, the Ferris Bueller lady. And she hated, you know, freaking Elvira and just wanted to get rid of her and did all these things. I totally forgot about the subplot about the freaking book. What happens in the story is that Elvira comes... Comes across an inheritance of a of a dog, uh, a house, and a, a recipe book, as they say. This recipe book is actually a book that has uh, sorcery and spells in it that her uncle 
who was the sister to uh, Elvira's um, yeah. aunt, uh, wants access to it because he wants to, I guess, rule the world or something. I don't know what the hell. Be evil. Generally, just be, just yeah, just be, be evil. evil. So, um, this guy goes after that book. He gets, obviously, access to the book, reads some crazy dialogue, and becomes, like, a monster, scary monster. And, you know, Elvira saves the day by, because he hits his nuts. Um, and that was literally, he just hurt his nuts, and at that point, Elvira got the upper hand on him. <laughs> but but The this, men's weakness point. Right, yeah, seriously. And, it's um, okay, you can always go for the nuts. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, it's crazy, because the town wanted to burn her alive, like an actual witch, like yeah, murder this woman. And what I was telling you is that when, back, back when I first moved to where I live in La Puente, uh, down the street, there was this magic shop. And it was it was it was huge. We used to, like like this is one thing about the eighties is um, when you think of magic and you think of the eighties, there's only one name that comes to mind, and it's David Copperfield. David Copperfield always had specials. Every every year he had like maybe two or three big, huge, or maybe four. I don't even know how many. Yeah. But I remember every it was it was always on a Sunday night, or or sometimes it would be a weekday, like maybe like a I, or maybe a Monday night, because yeah. there was always school the next day. That's what I always remember. And they would do like a special. And I remember looking at the TV guide and seeing the cool picture of his new, exciting. You know, he's okay, gonna I make the that, Statue yeah. of Liberty disappear yeah. or whatever. Like all these mm-hmm. awesome things that he would do. And me and my brother loved, and all of, like our friends, like we loved them. So we all got into magic. And down the, yeah, I, we all wanted to be magicians, man. You know, yeah. we, we could have been the next freaking Wonderstone. You know, yeah. uh, <laughs> Lance Burton. Yeah, seriously. Who I saw, I saw Lance. Burton. Same here, or Matt King. You know, oh yeah, see Matt King. Oh, yeah. do you remember the world's greatest magician? Yes, with, and Matt King would host, and then I think on uh, NBC, John Ritter too did it on NBC every yeah. year. They would host world's yep. great. There was always that guy that was bald that had that little goatee, and he would always yeah. be like, pick a square on the screen. That actor now or that guy, to the left he was on, on an episode of X Files. He was his head like falls off or whatever. Yeah. What the? F- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, because it, it was like a magic. Okay, why? If you're into X Files, <laughs> and it's coming back, find this episode about this guy we're talking about. It's an interesting, like totally weird later episode of X Files. Yeah. It has a guy. Yeah, he's cool. He could throw um, cards at a watermelon and like cut them or whatever. Like he he could cut. You know what I mean? Like he could yeah. take a. Like a, you know, a card in a deck and throw it at a watermelon and make it, like, go through, like, in the watermelon. Like, could hit it that fast. But, yeah, that guy was cool. And then they had the, um... Do you, and then, so not only did they have, like, the world's greatest magicians, like, one or two, like, they'd have them every year, like you're saying. But they also had, uh, greatest magic tricks revealed by the masked Oh, the magician, masked magician. You know? That was nice. So how, 90s, That yeah. was amazing, because they'd show you how everything was done. And I was, like, totally mesmerized by that. And then... They did it for a while, and then, like, I think they finally revealed who it was, and nobody really cared about who it was. <laughs> they're like, yeah, they're like, we don't care, we just won. But that first episode where they did that, people, some of the magicians were, like, mad and everything. Oh, hell like, yeah. yeah. They, 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 I mean, I know, I think it's on um, Arrested Development, you know how, like, uh, Joke, he gets <laughs> yeah. blacklisted from, uh-huh. like, the, com- the like, magicians. Yeah, yeah like, it's Illusionists. Kinda, <laughs> yeah, and, and it, it's kind of like a funny j- joke on what really happened because magicians were pissed Mm -hmm. they were like dude like what are you doing it's kind of like see Penn and Teller they do do that on certain jokes where I mean uh, tricks where they show you how it's done 
but they still involve actual magic that you're right. still like, well, how do you do that? But they do it for comedy and it's purposes. Things. It's yeah, not, you know. Yeah, and, and and but with this guy, he was giving away like big tricks Old and people Houdini were getting stuff too. They were you getting know? Yeah. pissed. Like there was actually, I remember watching like certain like their interview. Like yeah, they're like taking away the the you know the magic from it. So. But yeah, like I remember David Copperfield, man, like watching him all the time. I was so into David Copperfield, like man, I wanted to be a magician. Like yeah. I was so into magic, and like I said, every time we would go to this magic shop, the one thing that I always remembered about this magic shop is when you first walk in, they had this big cardboard cutout of Elvira tied up to the post mm-hmm. with the wood, and oh, they had okay. that little lady, the Edie McClure, yeah, like, yeah, in yeah. the bottom with, like, uh, holding, like, a little stick with fire, like, uh-huh. ah, like, I'm about to light it, and the yeah. dog was right there, too. Oh, that's and awesome. I always remembered that, like, I always seen that, like, the Elvira thing, it was, he always had it in there, so when you would walk in, that was the first thing you would see, like, oh, that Elvira awesome. thing, and that's why, and it's funny, like, when we started talking about that, I was like, oh, yeah, and and when that movie came out, I, I still vividly remember the moment when we got home and my mom because my mom rented it she wanted to see it so we watched and we all watched it together i just remember feeling very awkward on that scene where elvira (laughs) makes that pot roast or whatever the Mm -hmm. casserole yep and everyone gets all sexual and i remember feeling so like as a kid like uh, like you know because as a kid like i don't know if this ever happened to you when you get like Growing up, when we would go to the movies or something, if something happened, my mom would cover my eyes oh, yeah, in the theater. Too. Yeah, it was so awkward. <laughs> right? One of the big reasons why I liked Elvira so much and why I love this movie is because I would there was a blockbuster near my house, and there were two movies that I would always rent, like, all the time. Like, most people, you know, when you're a kid, you kind of like watching the same stuff over and again. But, like, I, yeah, like, for me, I would go in... And either get Elvira, Mistress, uh, Mistress of the Dark, or I get Return to Oz, which was that the weird sequel to Return, or uh, you know, Wizard of Oz that Disney made in the eighties. Yeah, and I watched that over and over again too. But I would get Elvira, and I remember it was like a five day rental or whatever, you know, like back in the day. Oh for yeah, yeah, five they- day rental. And I was like, okay, I have five days. How many times can I watch Elvira <laughs> before I have to take it back? Because I don't like. As a kid, I wasn't even sure, like, where I could get that movie. Like, it wasn't, like, a popular movie that you could get. Like, they, they, it took a while for that one to be on DVD, Elvira to be on DVD. So, I was like, I don't even know where you get it. And actually, I remember buying the Elvira DVD. We, um, me and my parents, we had a hard time finding it. We couldn't find it. Um, back probably, I, man, what was it like? I probably got it around... 03 or 02, something like that. But, yeah, I want I wanted it on DVD because there were DVDs now. Because back then I just had it on VHS. So, yeah, we had a hard time just finding the DVD copy. But, yeah, back then when I had it, I was just like, all right, five days? All right. I mean, I would I did the same thing when I was a kid, when I was like five or six years old. I would watch Star Wars A New Hope uh, over and over again. Nice. And uh, so that's what I did with this. I mean, I remember, okay, I got to go to school. I turn it off. I come back from school, all right, let's start it up from the middle or wherever it was and just keep going with the Elvira. And I don't, you know, was, and then I remember, I would rent it, like, all the time, but around October, it was, like, hard to get, and I'd freak out because I wanted to watch Cause it. Because everybody was renting yeah, it like, at oh, that let's time. let's watch that movie, you know, and I was like, no, 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 that's my movie. Like, I, and I, because I couldn't, I never had it on videotape or anything. You know, like, for instance, Elvira, it's not one of the big, well-known 80s, but it's still, it's, like, cool it's, it's a cult you classic. Know? It's campy, it's cheesy, it's a cult cult classic in my in my opinion it didn't do well 
No, it was it was it was uh, nominated it was for Razzie. Yeah, Razzie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, though I mean, for the Saturn Awards, I like the Saturn Awards because the Saturn Awards tend to be sci-fi horror and all of that. And and Cassandra Peterson was nominated for Best Actress. Uh, obviously, the 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 the, um, the Razzies. They she was worst actress, in which I don't. The award should have not. She she's, did well. She's supposed to be cheesy and campy. The one that was the horrible yeah, yeah. actor was I don't know what was his character name. Um, um, I don't even know because there's no. He's not very good. I remember growing up watching, going, he's not very good, but. The He's boyfriend, right. I guess, or the guy that she... The love Her interest. love interest, yeah. because yeah. this guy looks like a big, dork, goofy guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he can't act at all. No, and especially when he gets his neck brace, he's like, oh, <laughs> Like, he was literally... Sound- I'm not joking, sound people. Like I'm using the real, literal sense of the word because he sounded... He That's the way he was talking, and I was making fun. He's like... All right, and I'm like, why is he talking like that? And Chelsea was like, well, you wearing a neck brace? No, yeah. If you have a neck brace, I'm not gonna be. <laughs> I'm not gonna sound like droopy dog, you floor sir. You know, I don't know. Um, but yeah, like that that actor. Um, it's very sexualized when it comes to the teens. It's the, like, why are teens in the '80s such peeping toms? I don't know. That's not the first movie where that happens. That's with a kids. big thing. Well, you have what was wait. the teen sex comedies of like even Animal House, even though that yeah that that was an, an eighties flick, right. but they did that in that film. You know, like you there's don't a, see a lot of there's that another now. movie with what's your name who has like one of the most uh, masturbatory films of I mean scenes of all time. What's her name from from Gremlins? The one oh, that was she, yeah, right. Uh, Fast Times. Yeah, um, uh-huh. it, it's another movie that she's in where she's at a college or whatever. Again, the guys they climb up, they look and they yeah. Kill. You know, I, I don't know what this, the movie's called. Elvira, they do this. You know, yeah. even in Back to the Future, one of our favorite films. You right, know, yep. he's like up on the tree. Like, what do you have your window open when you change? And, and I mean, you know. I don't know. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, this is just funny because, like, what woman? I know it's for Hollywood, but what woman has the? I mean, unless she's a your yeah. voyeuristic, or yeah. Something. Um, but yeah, so you know, obviously the kids come on like get on like on her side right away because it's the youth are the one like, wow, who's yeah. this girl? Cool, cool but then person. the adults are like. Hey, you're from the devil, you know? And, like, obviously the men, they're always into her, though. Like, the women are the, you know, yeah. fist waving. I'm making sounds, and people are like, the fuck is he doing? Um, waving their fists, like, oh, this woman, get her oh, a tramp, you know? But then you have the old man, like, well, she's not that bad. And they're <laughs> like, she's hot. shut up, <laughs> you know? Hey, Especially you know that one guy. And this is kind of off. Ghostbusters is kind of a horror comedy, a little bit. It is. You're it right. It has horror elements in it. Uh, real quick, going back to, to the whole, like, Peeping Tom thing. I don't know. I mean, mm. at least with, like, the, this movie, like, what happened? I mean, well, at least. What am I saying? Um, yeah, so the kids get on her side, and they all help her paint the house, in which they're only helping her because they want to check her out. In yeah. which, why are they working and checking her out? If they're going to be sweeping in the backyard... She's not working. But it doesn't make any sense because she walks out with lemonade and she turns and sees the whole house. Like, you're telling me that's the first moment she actually sees the and house And also, completed. that wasn't enough lemonade for all of them. Right? 
That was not enough. That's not fair. Like, <laughs> you know, someone's going to be gypped. Like, they're gonna be like gonna, uh, it's going to be like that scene in Office Space where, remember the one oh, piece the cake? of cake? Yeah. yeah. In which it's it makes me mad because that stupid Asian lady right next to Milton, she was supposed to pass over the cake and she didn't. She kept it. Milton should have had that slice of cake because when she passes the cake to Milton, he's about to eat it, and then she, and then the other one, no, Milton, you have to. So it's like, oh, so the Asian lady passes it to Milton. Milton passes it to the next person, and so on and so forth. It keeps right. happening, but yep. when it's the last slice, she gets it and stops and turns to the guy to her right and starts talking. I'm like, no, you be you were supposed to pass that slice. <laughs> To Milton. That wasn't fair. We were in the theater, me and my two buddies, and we were, I think, the only of seven people in yeah. that theater, and we were mad at that lady. <laughs> we were like, what a beer! And we got mad that the, we were so upset because, honestly, that was not, I get that's for the character. I understand that was to make it seem like, oh, poor Milton, you know, he's like, oh, I'm going to burn the place down or whatever, you know, my yeah. stapler. I get that, but still, it wasn't fair. I would have slapped that cake out of her hand. <laughs> like, I don't, you know, F you lady, but yeah. So, um, the teens, obviously, they help her. And yep. then they, they at, at one point, she's like, we got to lively up this town. And, you know, she meet, she sees the old, the, the, the beefcake guy, the, the doo, you know, yeah. dorky at his theater. So, he's like, let's bring some horror films. What, what I also like, though, in the movie is that they do two parodies of two famous 80s movies. Rambo and uh, Flashdance. Flashdance. Yeah. That they put that in there too, which I liked a lot. That's cool. And that's the <laughs> only time they had uh, access to an actual yeah. license. I mean, they did do, what was it, Twist and Shout or something? Yeah. No, no, it wasn't Twist and or Shout. It you was, Make Me Want to Shout, right? Yeah, You Make Me. But it didn't even sound like the actual yeah, original. Didn't. I don't know who the hell. Because yeah. um, like, I was like, why are they using that song to. Like they're like to to you know, and then Dude, those oh they could have done like an eighties montage, right? Yeah, there were, there was there was two scenes that really I loved, but one made me laugh, and the the scene was in the very beginning when she's with her, uh, not in the very beginning when she's with the mechanic and he's looking over her car. Oh great! That means I'm stuck in this hellhole. I mean this quaint little hellhole. Uh, listen, is there a motel or something around here? Well, there's the cozy cot down by the Widow Bishop's feed store. Of course, her son sort of took that over after she had that spell of gingivitis. Her whole mouth swollen up. Looked like she had a box of staples. Folks were saying she got it from kissing that old dog of hers. <laughs> nice tips. <laughs> that that was seriously um, not, well, I love line that of part. It. Cheesy at times, but there are moments that I'm making laugh. But. And then, yeah, they're all watching Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, and then she does her flash dance. That's obviously, like, what'd you say that... Oh, yeah, that, um, oh, they do, like, they'll do close-up shots of her. I mean, she can dance. I, I'm pretty sure she can dance pretty well, and she can sing. But, like, when there's a couple of times where she does, like, acrobatic moves, she's doing flips, she's doing handstands and stuff like that, and they'll pull away, and it's obviously a double, you know, and then they'll... And the most obvious thing is when they get, they cut so close to her face when she'll like land or, you know, something like that. And they'll get real close. And I thought that's fine. I'm like, oh, that's a double. Yep. Oh, <laughs> and a close up on the real person. Oh, there you go. You know? Oh, well, I hated that scene. Even as a kid, what I hated about that scene is when they would, she would do her flip and then they would do it again. Like the exact same, like yeah. they like did three takes of it. Yeah. Like, like replay. Like, I, I don't know why it annoyed me when they would do that. Cause that's what happened when she stabbed Something. The severed hand. 
Yeah, when she stabbed the severed hand, they did like three quick takes of the same thing. I don't know. That was stupid. But when she does that, and then when she lays on the chair and pulls the thing, it looks like it's like a mannequin getting poured on with. Yeah. And it's obviously that white girl who was in Beetlejuice um, in the gold dress or whatever mm-hmm. he said. Yeah. Like, she hates her too because she's like, that's my man and the big dumb beefcake guy. And I mean, <laughs> you know, so she's at home all mad taking a bath and... Finally, she's like, I'm going to make dinner for this guy. And, you know, the kids go home, like, after washing off the tar, in which she would have, could have died from the tar. Yeah, that's really bad. Yeah. And then, um, so when she freaking, she makes dinner. This is, I got to give credit to the film. The, the creature effects that they did, because when she makes, she reads out of the cookbook that's actually a spell book. And she makes a casserole that looks like garbage. The moment she pulls out freaking worms. Like really, yeah. You stop right there. Yeah, stop right there when you see worms. Exactly, but I guess so. It's comedy. I go. I don't know. It must yeah. be good. I don't know. So when she pulls that out and she opens the lid, this weird creature pops out, and I was like, "Wow, that for eighty, it, really it still good. looked good." Yeah, so this it looked day, really good. I was I was impressed by that. There's stuff that I could watch now, and I'm like, "That looks like garbage." But yeah. that. The that, puppetry must have, it was just really good, believable. And even when they were holding on to it and like pretending, you know, obviously they're pretending that it's trying to get out, they were doing a good job with even it. Even when they dumped it out. Yeah, because that, you know, when it's, they're just holding the pot, it's just them holding it. So, I mean, they looked really good, like pretending, you know, yeah, shaking it's the only time that guy stuff. was a good actor. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. Hey, Elvira. Oh, hey. Like, yeah, and I, I guess what we were saying, oh, he was supposed to be a, a simple, con- simple, simple country guy, boy. Yeah. But, his acting just made him look like he was a horrible actor instead of just sounding like yeah, so it didn't clueless work out. to the world because she threw himself on him and he was just like, oh, I've got to go, you know, and this <laughs> and that. And then, I mean, at one point they ended up doing it, so, you know, she got her way. But yeah. at the end of it, she wants to seek revenge, so she ends up going to the town, turns them all on with the potion, and they all end up doing each other massive orgy. <laughs> Edie McClure, the redheaded fro lady, sits on one of the guy's face like literally, <laughs> like on his, like pulls her dress and sits on his face. So that was crazy for for PG thirteen. Yeah. yeah, for PG thirteen, that's like the most risque. Aside Definitely, from the yeah. accidental lip slip that you pointed out, yeah, there by Kaniki, you know, yeah, <laughs> we forget Kaniki's in this movie. Yeah, if you wanna, you know, it, there is a nip slip in the movie. Uh, in the beginning, where she meets the two like thug guys. If you wanna do a pause and you know, uh, you know, press play sort of situation. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that, that, uh, that, uh, did, I remember watching that with well, a friend. Well, please, please explain like, to me what you told me as that happened and what you did and how you learned of this. We, me and my friend were watching it and we're like, did, did her, did she just, like, did she just, like, pop out there? And we're like, let's check it. So, like, we'd go back. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And then we'd pause right where you could see it. We're like, oh, yeah, it did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you kind of do see that scene because, I mean, we just kept watching. But you do see that scene where she covers herself. Yeah, she kind of like, I think she, like, she, I think right she obviously away, noticed I think she that it happens. It. So she'll grab, you know, she grabbed herself to cover up and everything. Yeah, and then for also that scene right before she gets attacked, for those of you who are comic book readers, that comic book uh, that the character Billy is reading is Amazing Spider-Man number 299 uh, that was dated April 1988. That's titled Survivor, huh? Painful that they ripped it. Was awesome. Right, it's a survival of the hit, hit it, hideous, I don't know. Um, written by David Michelin, whatever, and penciled and cover art by Todd McFarlane. Uh, oh, really? Though at no point in the comic does anyone try to kill Spider-Man with plutonium. That plot actually involves Spider-Man tracking down a secret arms shipment. 
So, you know, they ripped the book. But yeah, so... <laughs> So there's also that. There's some other end. Like, the whole... Everybody hates her mind, except for the kids and the big dopey guy. Yeah. You know, but, you know, and the mechanic. The mechanic's the only one that actually... Yeah, even from the her. get-go, because he was already... Hey, he gonna, does like her. He compliments her. Yeah, he was... He actually, he's the only one, because at the end, he shows up with the yeah, car. It it's fixed. fixed. But he was working on her car from the yeah. get-go. So he's actually, aside from... He's the only old person that actually likes her. Yeah. You know? And then, yeah, so... After the big orgy and everything, they're like, how can we do this? And the uncle comes, it, she's witchcraft, and this is that, 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 that. You know, And so also, like, to mention, uh, it's, I, don't, I know I said it earlier, but this is supposed to be Massachusetts. So, for what you're about to explain, they're in, they're in Massachusetts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, good, good, because, um, uh, yeah, it is, it is Massachusetts. So, okay, so with that, with Which Mass- is famous for the Salem Witch Trials. Yeah, okay. So with Massachusetts, with that, it being in Massachusetts, they they say, like, oh, she broke the law and all that. And in old law, it's for witchcraft, so they can burn her at the stake. So they decide to uh, burn her at the stake. They they arrest her, you know, and they take her to the jail, and then they decide, all right, we're going to burn her. The dog is magical at some point. So we learn the oh, dog. Oh, the dog is magical, yeah. It's like a familiar. I'm pretty sure that's what that was supposed to, like, you know, like witches have familiars. Like okay. a cat or a dog. Or yeah, like. so it turns, you know, it escapes as a mouse, saves the big dopey guy, because the dopey guy went to go get the book. But to he help would, her out, yeah. Kaniki stopped him. So, so yeah, so the uncle gets the book and then transforms to an evil demon. They take her to the town square. They're about to burn her, in which they do burn her, but her magical ring that she had as a, a whorish baby <laughs> with all the makeup. Yeah, the, the little, they do a flashback, and the baby has, like, makeup all over it to look like her, which I think is funny. <laughs> yeah, I thought it looked horribly scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she somehow escapes, causes rain, and then she escapes, but then that's when Uncle, you know, evil Uncle turns all massive, like, oh, I'm a monster, chases her, she turns into Rambo at one point, does nothing. It was kind of a funny scene. Yeah, which know? reminds me, because in, Grem- in, uh, <laughs> in Gremlins, the new batch, yeah. another movie I love, uh... Um, you know, Gizmo also turns into Rambo at one point. So, yeah, so she does turn into Rambo. At that point, she's still being chased. Kaniki shows up at the house. He, she throws leeches on his face that I don't they know would, how they magically They wouldn't stuff. stick on them. They would have you know? just bounced off and that's it. She has a big anticlimactic fight scene <laughs> with the uncle that goes nowhere. He hits his nuts. She saves the day. <laughs> and Then, though, at the very end, though, she does get her... Vegas show. That was the whole point of this movie was she wanted to Pay have off. her own Vegas show. She needed a $50,000 to have her own Vegas show. At the Flamingo Hilton. Yeah. If she would have sued, she would have had that money. But, but because yeah. of that. Well, wait. How did she get the money? She sold the house or what happened? Something. Oh, I, money from the dead uncle. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, because the uncle, he somehow magically disappeared. It went, well, and he died, so whatever he had, I guess... That was it. Only went to it went to her because remember, she was the only li- living relative. So she was able to have her show at the Flamingo Hilton. Yeah, and see, this is what's weird. It's an NBC production movie associated with NBC production because um, I want to say the reason why was was it on NBC? She at night? her sh- um, her show, the movie Macabre. I think was on that channel late at night, or at some NBC was some kind of affiliated with wherever she was doing the show. So oh, okay. I want to say that's why. Okay. Well, the reason why I bring up NBC is because in the Vegas episode, I mean Vegas episode. What am I saying? In the the Vegas scene that where she has that whole end scene where she uh-huh. actually impressively enough raps, not bad. 
Like she's a good rapper. Like she, ra- she's good. Like she didn't quit. Like she, freestyle I, right there. I, yeah, she did a good freestyle. Like she didn't. It didn't sound cheesy. It didn't sound dumb. Like I'm like, all right. It didn't sound like Blondie. Like hey, Fat Freddy or Redette. You know, I was like, no, it sounded all right. Um, she's a good singer. I've always liked Elvira's. Like I said, has uh, she's had like one or two CDs out. Yeah, where she's done, you know, very much like basically the equivalent of like the Monster Mash, like her versions of things like that. Um, and she's good. She does a good job. So that's it's called Here I Am, that song you're talking about that she sings. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, so in that scene, the uh, originally they didn't want to shoot it. NBC was like, yeah, no, we don't want to give you the money to shoot it. So they, they had the film and they gave them the film to watch without that scene. But the, the NBC was so impressed with the movie that they gave them the funding to do that, so there were, that scene almost wasn't included in the final sh- uh, showing, but they did. In which, when she's on top of the car and pushes out, singing, I thought that was pretty. Yeah, it reminds cheesy. me very much of Pee Wee's Big Adventure. That's what I was about to say, sister, right? You know, don't you lay no evil. <laughs> I would, you know, that would have been the best scene to have like Pee Wee cameo right there. Yeah, oh yeah, know? right. But he was, he, yeah, he was too busy shooting. Uh, big top peewee at the same time oh, that's, that's the only reason why she wasn't he wasn't in the movie yeah but if it wasn't for that pee i guarantee I you like that, that movie would have been 10 yeah. times bigger and big, if, big top peewee wasn't worth it and i guarantee <laughs> you he would have not have come out as as paul rubens yeah he would probably come out as peewee in the movie i don't know because do she didn't come but she didn't do her she wasn't elvira in peewee's big adventure yeah that's true but better. see at that yeah. time though they were just well i guess because it up i think it's up in smoke one of the Chi and chong movies um, he comes out as like a waiter, and yeah. he's not as Pee Wee. He comes out as a waiter, you know. But he wasn't right, back to yeah. the beach. He came out. He did the bird is the word, you know. Yeah. I don't know. But all in all, at the end, she saves the day. Has her Vegas show. End of the movie. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That is. Oh, she uh, also, if you watch the movie, she does a very impressive uh, talent at the end of the movie. But well, you know what? We won't talk about it. We'll have you watch it, and then you tell us what you think about it. Her little talent that she does. Um, I don't remember what talent you know, you're talking about. Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> we won't mention it. We'll just... You need to see it. It's impressive. Yes, it's, it's, it's the end of her Vegas stage show. It's the last thing she does in the movie. Yeah, so that's literally... Right. We'll get your opinion on it. Yes, we please let us see. Uh, tell us your opinion. You have to see it. We're not going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so true. All right, cool. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, that was Elvira. Uh, I mean, the, the DVD box says 1987, but IMDb so listed as 1988. Um, there's a sequel came out after this. Not yeah. really a sequel. Well, I mean, it's just another Elvira movie. Yeah, it's it, not, not a If sh- you're interested in what it is, it's like um, Elvira, but it's... All themed to uh, Edgar Allan Poe. So if you've ever seen any of the Vincent Price movies uh, where it's, you know, um, Murders in the Rue Morgue and uh, The Pit and the Pendulum, things like that, it's all themed kind of like that. So you're going to see it's a lot, has a lot of that involved with it. Um, It does have plus, you know, the plus is Richard O'Brien is in it. If you're a fan of Rock Your Picture Show, then that's awesome. It's not as good. Um, I, I do like it. I think I have it probably recorded on a vhs somewhere i don't own it but um yeah it's i mean if you're you know if you want to check it out uh elvira's haunted hills yeah it was released uh it was a 2001 movie yeah and it was independently funded i think by her and it was shot in romania 
Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, right, right on. Some of it. <laughs> so give your final thoughts on the film. Final thoughts. Uh, Chelsea's rating would be... Oh, yeah, yeah. What do you rate it? I rate it 10 out of 10. No, well, for me. But, I mean, for the average viewer, um, it's a 6. You know, I mean... It's entertaining. It depends, you know. Like if if you do if you enjoy campy, cheesy, over the top, you know. There's a little bit of horror themed element in it. You'll enjoy it. It's fun. It's a good movie. Um, for me, it's one of my favorites. So obviously, I'm like, it's amazing. It's awesome. I like quoting it. I love saying quotes uh, from the movie uh, that she'll say. Like um, she meets one of the guys and he's in a suit. And she's like, oh, nice, nice uh, suit. Who shot the couch? I like that's funny. Um, other little, little quips and things that she'll say I like. So, I don't know. I'm just, I'm biased because I'm an Elvira fan, big time Elvira fan. Um, but for the average person, it's fun. You know, if you're, you know, watch it around Halloween time. Um, watch it with, uh, have, you know, not, I wouldn't say kids would watch it, but maybe, you know, teenagers. It's good for teens, older. Um, yeah, it's, it's fun around, uh, Halloween time. If you have, you know, if you want uh, to know more about Elvira and stuff, YouTube uh, has a lot of, like, uh, clips of her old show, Movie Macabre. So if you want to see, like, outside of the movie what she's like, what she really is known for, you can go to YouTube and watch little clips of her. Um, because when she would do the movie hosting, she wouldn't kind of, like, he's saying, like, Mystery Science Theater, and they're talking the whole movie and making fun of it. What she's doing really is she's introducing the film. Here we're watching uh, we're watching Dracula's daughter, and then you know she'll talk about the movie, make little jokes. All right, here's the movie. Movie goes okay. Commercial break. She's gonna say okay, we're going to a commercial break. You know, talk about the movie again. You know, when you come back from commercial, she'll talk again and then introduce the movie back again. So she's coming in at breaks and then she talks at the end. She might be doing little gags, little oh, skits along in the, the way. Movie- when she, you know, she, when she's, in, I don't right. know. Right, it that's makes it, yeah, no, she's, she's just. She's watching the movie and cracking jokes as yeah. they're watching. Well, she, I think she'll, she'll do that too, but right. mostly when she's. Probably live event. If she's, somewhere. yeah, sure, a live event, but if she's hosting the, the movie, she's just commercial breaks, you know, intro oh, okay, to the okay. film and ending to the film. And she'll, you know, do little, kind of more like, like, so you got Mystery Science Theater. They're doing, they're talking during the movie, but remember when they, clo- they'll close all the gates back up and they'll go, and they'll say, oh, so, what do you think about the movie? And, like, they'll do, like, a little skit about the movie. That's more what she's doing, really. Oh. So, yeah. But anyway, if you want to see more of, like, what she is, you know, she was like back in the day, YouTube has some good, there's a lot of good clips. There's one called, um, you could do Elvira She-Demons. There's a, a little intro and uh, you can see what she was really like, and she's awesome. So I mean, I recommend anything that she does. So and then also too, there's a if you look on YouTube, there's a ton of um, Coors Light and Budweiser. Oh yeah, commercials. lots. Of, you'll see a lot of her advertisement that she did. It seems like a lot of people don't do that now. They'll go overseas and do that, but like people like because there's also you could look up Oingo Boingo and put Budweiser. And they did, like, a whole Budweiser, yeah. like, song commercial. It was directed by Danny Elfman's brother. And, um, yeah, it's all, this butt's for you. Oh, that's Don't cool. Win it. Yeah, it's, it's it's pretty cool. I like it. Um, it's the typical, like... Um, oh, and another thing, too. She was, um, she, like, guest star. She would guest star on a lot of stuff, too. 
She was on an episode of Nash Bridges. <laughs> she was a, a recently. She was just on Tim Allen's Still Standing. They they would kind of try to have her and like have her guest um, guest star on stuff. Like she would be back in the eighties and stuff. She would be like on, you know, David Letterman and Jay Leno around Halloween time and stuff like that, talking about Halloween. So anyway, but yeah. yeah. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. So we had fun watching. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, but I think it's time to finish our popcorn, get into the DeLorean, and travel back to the future. This has been a Brothers Bear Network production.